Hello there, and welcome back to the Mets Council Podcast, your place for counseling regarding the New York Mets. Today, we have some more additions to bolster this, the pitching staff of the New York Mets. Uh, they have made some moves at the winter meetings. I like them. Uh, a little spoiler alert. I think they're good moves. I think one's a little bit more... Um, I don't know, I guess say questionable than the other, um, but let, let's talk about it. So, first move that happened today was the Mets signed Jose Quintana to a two-year deal. It was uh, a two-year, $26 million and $13 million each season. So, um, that's how that, that is. So, $26 million for the two years. Um, he's a little bit... Um, little bit questionable, this guy. Um, he had a pretty good year last year. Uh, last year, he was between two different teams, the Pirates and the Cardinals. With the Cardinals, he had uh, essentially a two ERA. Um, and with the Pirates, he had a, a 350 ERA. The entire year, he had a 293 ERA. Uh, but before that, uh, not really good, but also not, you know, some of these years do not have large sample size. Uh, in 2021, I guess this one did have a lot of very large sample size. 2021, he's between the Angels and the Giants, and he only pitched 29 games. Or not only. That's that's a good amount. 29 is good. Uh, but he had a, a 643 ERA, which it does not look good. Um, in 2020, he was with the Cubs. He pitched four games with the Cubs in 2020. He has a 450 ERA then. Um, 2019 with the Cubs, 32 games, which is great. That's awesome, right? Anywhere near 30 is pretty good, I think, for a starter. Uh, at a 468 ERA, which, uh, you know, in 2018 with the Cubs, also 403 ERA, 32 games. Okay, sounds good. Uh, 2017 was between the two teams, between the Chicago White Sox and the Cubs, where he had a 4.15 ERA in 32 starts. Essentially, what I'm getting from this, looking back, uh, he has pitched before that too, but essentially what I, I understand from this is he will more likely than not give you innings. Um, that's what he is. He is an innings eater, um... His, his more recent years of his career do look a little bit better. And I 100% trust Jeremy Hefner, and I trust the the coaching staff and everything that they they see something in him. That's what I'm, I'm getting from this. I'm getting from this is they see something from him. Worse comes to worse. He's a number four, number five starter. And that's okay. We needed that. We, right? Uh, as of now, as of today, as of the day recording this, we have Verlander, we have uh, Scherzer, Cookie, Quintana, and then it's kind of your choice of Peterson, McGill, Lucchese. I would choose Peterson as the number five. Uh, but, I mean, that doesn't look terrible. That looks pretty good. Um, what I don't like about Quintana here is he could be considered our number three right now, right? It's between him and Cookie as your number three, and I do not like that. I will like this signing 
if they go out and get Senga or they go out and get Bassett. If Quintana is your number four, number five starter, I love it. I am all for it. He cannot be our number three. Um, I I don't like that. I he's not a number three starter, right? He's not in the top three. Um, we know the Mets are still talking with Senga, with Kodai Senga, after they sign Quintana, um, and I think that would be a really good rotation, right? Uh, I I think that would be really good if you had Verlander, Scherzer, Senga, Cookie. And Quintana, and then you have all those other guys as as you know the extra starters, the Peterson, McGill, and um, Lucchese as your six, seven, and eight starters. Um, that is great. That is amazing depth there, um, and they do need depth because a lot of these players are older. Quintana is thirty three. Speaking of, um, so I like it. Uh, he, he is making the, essentially the same thing as like Clevenger did and Matthew Boyd and um, Heaney, Andrew Heaney. Um, kind of, again, that mid-tier starter, all right? Not not amazing, not terrible. Um, apparently his numbers are, are shockingly similar to Taiwan Walker. Um, let me actually pull up Taiwan. Obviously, over the last few years, we know what Taiwan has done, um, and we know how good he's been for us. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they've been similar. Taiwan kind of hovers around a four ERA as well. Um, at least he did in 2015, 16, 17, 18, kind of hovered around four ERA, had a four ERA in 2020. Um, so I kind of get it. Uh, even, oh yeah, I for, oh my gosh, I forgot in 20, in 2021, he had that killer first half, but the second half destroyed him because he almost has a five-year array. Um, he has a 447-year array. Um, completely forgot about that. And this year he had a 349-year array, uh, Taiwan. So uh, I, I think they're very similar, right? They're very similar respects in the, the tiers, you know. We didn't lose DeGrom and picked up Quintana, right? We lost DeGrom, replaced him with, with Verlander. We lost Taiwan. Taiwan signed with the Phillies, by the way. Um, and we replaced him with Quintana. We replaced him with essentially a pitcher that is in the similar range of talent. Um, you know what I mean? We didn't lose a superstar and replace him with a bad player. Uh, we lost a decent player and replaced him with a decent player. Um, so I'm I'm cool with it. Again, I would be much happier if we get Sengo or if we get Bassett or just someone to slot in front of Quintana. Um, Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't like him as our number three. I think having him as our number three isn't really good. If we have Senga there, that improves the depth. Senga could be a number three pitcher. He could be a better than number three pitcher. All he has to be is a number three pitcher Senga. So, I, I like the Quintana. I think the amount of money they spent on him was fine. Not an overpay. Um, he is a lefty, by the way. Just so you know, he is a lefty. Uh, which I wonder if that played into it a little bit. Because, um, right, I mean, Peterson would be our other lefty, right? Cookie's a righty. Scherzer's a righty. And uh, Verlander, right? Verlander's a righty. I'm like 99% sure Verlander is a righty, right? Just to, yep, he is. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, 
So yeah, so Peterson and Quintana are our two lefty starters. Not that we need two lefty starters. It's just, I don't know, something to note with with Bryce Harper in the division and, you know, all these other uh, killers. Maybe that's good, all these lefty killers in the division. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so by the way, speaking of Harper and the Phillies, Tywin Walker signed with the Phillies. Um, I'm noting this because it's in the division and it's a former Met. Um, I, I'm okay with it and I'm okay with it because I, I mean, I think I like I said, um, I think Quintana is around the same, same talent as Taiwan Walker. I know people loved Taiwan off the field, his off the field stuff and his, him as a person. And I get that. Um, but he signed four years, 72 million. I, I'm okay. It's kind of the point and he's 30. So you're getting him till he's 34. The Phillies are, you know, it's kind of the point. It kind of goes back to the DeGrom point where it's like, you like this player and DeGrom is different because he's, you know, he, he was uh, much better than Taiwan was and was on the Mets for a much longer time than Taiwan was. But it's, we like Taiwan as a person. Uh, we like his personality. He's a good pitcher, right? Um, but that's too much money. That's too much money, too many years for what you're getting. And again, I keep saying this because I believe it. I 100% believe this. I am all in on this. I think the Mets have improved significantly with analytics. I think they've gotten so much better just over, what, the three years that Steve Cohen is on the Mets, right? He has improved the analytics so much. Um, we hear him hiring all these coaches. We hear him um, getting the the batting practice machine, that weird batting practice machine that uh, replicates certain um, deliveries and stuff, right? Um, I I think that they're putting money into analytics. And I think if they don't sign someone, if they don't sign someone like DeGrom or Taiwan, there's a reason. Um, now, they could be wrong. They could be wrong. They are humans, and, and analytics only work so much, right? Um, but I think there's a reason why they kept Diaz, and they were so quick to sign him again. And they weren't quick to sign Taiwan Walker or DeGrom. I think they realized there's a point of, you know, they realize who is valuable enough to keep and whose stuff will last long enough. And, you know, if this is actually sustainable, right. Um, if what Taiwan did, which he did get better when he joined us, is that sustainable? Can he do that over the next four years? Cause that's what you're going to have to match. I guess they thought no. So, um, I fully trust him in that, in that regard. Um, and, Talking about all the analytics and everything, um, this was probably the best news. Uh, no, no slight to Quintana or to uh, Brooks Raley, who I'm going to talk about after this. Um, probably the best news since Verlander was the Mets re-signed their replay guy, Harrison Friedland. Um, he 
was amazing last year. He was fantastic. And if you didn't know, he used to um, he used to work for MLB, right? Whenever um, whenever MLB does the video review and they go to the guys in in New York, he used to be one of those guys that would review these calls, right? Uh, so he knows what he's doing. And they extended him. They resigned him. I think I'm, I'm tr- going to look it up right now. Um, if I could find it. I believe he had like 70% accuracy. If I remember. If I remember correctly. Um, I could. It, it was high. It was high for what the accuracy of. um for what the accuracy of like the general replay review guys are. Um, I love that. That's great. It's those things. It's those things. I know we think of there's Trey Turner. We want him. There's Carlos Correa. We want him. There's Aaron judge. We want him. And that's what Steve Cohen's. That's the only thing that Steve Cohen's going to do. That is not correct. The coaching and the analytics staff and all of that stuff is getting better. That is getting better. Um, if this was the Wilpons, I'm 95% sure this guy would have gone to a better team. Harrison Friedland would have gone to a better team, and we'd have to pick some guy out of the street to, to do our replays. Um, but now we have this guy who's amazing. He's amazing at his job. Um, and that's what we want, right? We want to keep the, the, the guys who are good at their job. So... Um, Love to see that news thrown in there. I almost forgot about it because these two are, are findings, right? It, they're going to help the players on the field. We like to watch the players on the field. We like to think about the team as only the players on the field. We forget those people that are behind the players on the field, right? The, the people who are in the dugout, who are in the clubhouse, or who, um, you know, do all the research and everything and help with the coaching and stuff like that. We forget about that. Um and then the Mets made a trade uh, earlier today. Kind of a scary trade. It's a scary trade because it's with the Tampa Bay Rays. Any trade with the Tampa Bay Rays is a scary one. Um, the Rays are one of the most analytically driven organizations out there. They do everything by analytics. I mean, just look at the 2020 Rays. Yeah, it was 2020 when they went to the World Series. They have such a low payroll, but they are consistently good. Um, they know which players to sign for cheap and how they'll do and everything. So it is scary when the Rays, when you trade with the Rays and the Rays pick someone out of your prospects. Uh, you know, who knows? This guy could be a an, an elite closer in a few years. I don't know. It is a little bit scary, but I think this is a good deal. So we got Brooks Rayleigh or Rally. I'm going to call him Rayleigh because I'm not sure of his name, but that's my hunch. That's my guess. Is he's uh, he's a lefty. He's a lefty reliever, um, and he, he seems pretty decent. Right? He seems okay this year. With he he um, he was with Tampa, and a few years before he was with Houston. Um, so that seems pretty good. Um, and, you know, when I'm talking about, when I'm talking about these organizations, Houston and Tampa, and, you know, when I talked about DeGrom, 
about, um, you know, there has to be something wrong with him that all these organizations, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees, Houston, Tampa, weren't full force on him. There has to be something wrong. These are the organizations that are are top-notch analytically. We know that's what Steve Cohen said. I want to be the East Coast Dodgers. Right? I'm bringing that up because I'm looking at uh, Brooks Riley, Brooks Riley, his his uh, career. Just looking here, um, with with Chicago and Cincinnati, 2012, 2013, he had an eight ERA, a five ERA. With Cincinnati, he had a nine ERA, and then he goes over to Houston, and with Houston, he has a a, a four ERA. And the year after that, he has a, a 4.78 ERA, Houston. And then with Tampa, he has a 2.68 ERA. Um, so these teams do make a difference. They do make these players better. They do find out, oh, you need to be throwing more breaking balls. You need to be throwing more uh, fastballs. Your fastball is really good. Dementa did it with Tywin Walker. He, he, he made the splitter. Um, I'm not sure if he was throwing it before he was with the Mets. But he threw it a lot more often with the Mets, and that's what made him better with the Mets. Is he kept throwing his splitter, and it was unhittable. Um, so these teams are an- analytically driven, and they know how to get the best out of these players. Um, now that doesn't happen every single time, right? You can't be flawless. Everyone that's in these organizations are humans, after all. They do make mistakes. They do, um, you know, sign players that don't pan out, that don't work out. Um, but I, you know, we want to be like those organizations and I think we are slowly getting there. We're slowly getting there, um, with this. Now, how do I feel about this guy? Shouldn't I be, because Tampa is so analytically driven and they're good, they must know something about him. Why are they getting rid of him? Um, well, they're getting rid of him because he's making $5 million this year, which is not a lot. That's not a lot for us. That's a lot for for Tampa. Um, so that's why they're getting rid of him. It's just money. That's all it is. Um, you know, they're a cheap team, and they have to get rid of money. And this is what they did. So he was signed uh, for a two-year deal, $10 million in 2022 and 2023. So we get him for one year um, for $5 million. And then there's a 2024 team option. So if he's good this year, we could keep him if we want to. Um, again, he had a 268 ERA, he had 53 innings pitched this year, and, um, he had a 0.969 whip. He had 10.2 strikeouts per nine and 2.5 walks per nine. Um, he, he's a decent little pickup. I, I like it. I think this could be a good pickup. They gave, the Mets gave up Keyshawn Askew, um, Keyshawn, K-E-Y-S-H-A-W-N-A, and then his last name is Askew, A-S-K-E-W. I've never heard of him. He is a prospect, and he apparently, from what I've seen, was on the border of Mets' top 30 prospects. Um, I mean, he, he he, he seems okay, right? He, he seems fine, but again, he's a prospect. He's 22. Um, 
he's not going to help the Mets anytime soon. So I I get it. He's not one of our top prospects. He's not going to help us anytime soon. Let's trade him for someone that we're going to get for two years if we like him. And he's a lefty in our pen. So I like that. Um, I would like this even more if we got Chafin. I think that would be great. I know that, that's a little bit asking for too much, but I think we can do it. Because um, right now our bullpen is obviously Diaz. Uh, we got Drew Smith. We got um, this guy, Brooks Raleigh. We have um, Eliza Hernandez and the other guy from, from the Marlins we traded for. Uh, but he's a minor leader. He might not get called up. Said Drew Smith and... Uh, whoever is booted out of the rotation. So McGill, Peterson, Lucchese could all potentially be relievers. Um, I do think we could use one or two more of them uh, here. So I do like the Brooks Raleigh signing or trade. Excuse me, it's a trade. Um, it is It is kind of a, a lotto ticket, um, but I think it's one worth taking. We kind of gave up nothing. It, it's a low risk, a high reward one. Uh, so I like it. And I like Quintana. I think Quintana is a good back end starter. But that's the key word back end. He, we need someone to go in front of him. So I'm hoping, knock on wood, hoping we get a um, an announcement soon about a pitcher, whether that be Chris Bassett or Kodai Senga signing with the Mets or someone like that. But we'll have to see about that. Um, I, of course, will make a podcast updating you with that. Um, Let's see. Let me just check. Let me just check and see what's going on here. Anything else on trade rumors? Um, Apparently, uh, a lot of teams... I think I talked about this earlier. A lot of teams are interested in Seth Lugo being a starter, um, which we tried and it didn't really work. Um, if that's the case, people are going to pay him starter money. And I think Seth Lugo is gone, in my opinion. I don't think the Mets are going to keep him. Uh, he's good. I liked him. I don't want to pay him starter money to, to pitch in the bullpen for us. Um, so... Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, yeah, um, but Trevor May is still out there. We could still re-sign him. Um, Adovino still out there. We could still re-sign him. And there are other pitchers out there like Chafin who we could sign uh, and add to our bullpen. I do think the Mets are going to be one of those teams like, uh, like Tampa. Um, when it comes to the bullpen, they're not just going to fully pay for the bullpen. Um, they're going to trade for the bullpen, and they're going to try to find these nobodies, like Brooks Raleigh, and make them somebodies. And I trust them. I think they can. I saw something where, like, I think, I think, I could be wrong. Maybe it was um, Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell is making a lot of money. I think he's almost making as much money as as Quintana, I think. Um, The Mets don't want to do that. They only want to do it for, like, Diaz, who is a diamond in the rough, right? He is a young stud closer. How could you not re-sign him after last season? Um, other than that, um, I have a feeling that's where the Mets are going to save money. 
is here. And I know you're probably thinking, why do we need to save money? We have the richest owner in baseball. Um, well, the Mets are, are very close to the Cohen tax. If not, if not close, then they're already over, which means they lose draft picks and then they are um, taxed 90% for every dollar, 90% they're taxed, um, which is a lot. That's a lot of money in the tax, right? Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, they could sign Chafin. Um, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, last thing I do want to say, Aaron Judge did sign with the Yankees. Um, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because who knows what can happen uh, now. The Giants didn't get Aaron Judge. It, it, it was known throughout the leagues that they pushed really hard for Judge. Um, the Padres pushed hard for Trey Turner, and they pushed hard for Judge. Um, so those teams are no longer, you know, they're not spending the money. They allocated that money for those players, and they're not spending it on those players. Um, does that mean that San Francisco is going to be more aggressive with Nimmo? You know, does that mean... They're going to be more aggressive with Bassett or more aggressive with Rodon. I don't know. My point is they allocated that money to spend it on these players. They planned on spending this money. They could spend it elsewhere. Um, I just wanted to mention that because both of those teams made absolutely ludicrous contract offers to uh, the, the, um, the Giants made a ludicrous offer to Judge and the Padres made crazy offer to uh, $342 million to Turner, and they both turned it down to play on the East Coast. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if those teams make a, a splash soon. Will that splash affect the Mets? I don't know. I just wanted to mention it because I do think it is important to mention these teams planned on spending this money, and they're not spending it anymore. Uh, or at least right now they're not spending it. They could spend it on something else. Could spend it on something we're interested in that's possible. Then again, if we really want something, we've shown that with Max Scherzer. If we really want something, we could pay a little bit extra for it. We could overpay slightly for it. Um, so yeah. I also saw rumors uh, kind of throwing into the hodgepodge here. Rumors about maybe James McCann being traded away, uh, Darren Ruff traded away. I don't know the validity of those rumors. Um, because it does kind of seem like, um, you know, you're you're hoping for the best as Mets fans to get those bad players off of our team. Um, but I do think there's some validity to those rumors because the Cubs were interested in a catcher and they just signed Wilson Contreras and they were uh, rumored to be a landing spot for James McCann. Um, it could be completely wrong. Don't have your heart set on getting these players off of our teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they're on a different team, but don't have your heart set on getting them. Uh, that's what I would say. Or not getting them. Don't have your heart set on on, on pushing them away because there's no guarantee that we are... You know, James McCann can be in the orange and blue next year. So, I mean, that's... Unless there's anything else. Again, let me just check trade rumors right here anything. 
Uh, nothing Mets related. That is it. I think I covered everything. Um, everything that happened over the last couple of days at the winter meeting. Um, listen, I, I like the Quintana st- uh, signing. I think he's a good back-end um, pitcher. We need someone else. Whether, whether it's Senga, whether it's Bassett, whether it's someone else, we need someone else to slot in front of him, and then I'm happy. Then I could say this was a good signing. I am very happy that there were reports from credible um, reporters that, listen, the Mets are not done with the starting pitching market. They're still talking to Senga. They're still looking around. They're not done after Quintana. If they were done after Quintana, then I would be a little bit, I'd be a little bit mad after that, because I don't think he's enough alone. Uh, I think he's a good supplement. You know, know, he's not good all by himself. And then the Brooks uh, rally thing, he he looks good. I like it. I think it's a good move. Uh, Again, low risk, high reward. Um, I mean, I like that. I think it's a good idea. Bolster our pen a little bit more. That needs bolstering. Um, But what I do think is interesting is a, a lot of players are signing, and the Mets are not signing awesome offensive players, right? They have not. Could be wrong, but I believe they have not signed an offensive player this offseason yet. And they signed Diaz, Quintana, Raleigh, they traded for. They traded for those two pitchers from Miami. Um, who else? They picked up, I forgot, here we go. They picked up Tommy Hunter and Sean Reed Foley's contracts. There's another thing. <laughs> See, just kind of thrown into the hodgepodge because each of these individual things are not big enough to do an episode about, but our news. Um, yeah, I don't think they've picked up an offensive player. And some of the players that are already gone, like Josh Bell and Mitch Hanager, um, you know, arguably Cody Bellinger, are now gone. Um I don't know. Are the Mets going to do anything offensively? Are they going to make a trade? Are they going to sign whoever's left? I don't know. I would like them to, but I don't know. We'll see. Again, uh, steps in the right direction. Um, I like to see they're going over the tax. And, you know, once you go over the tax, you lose the draft picks. And then after that, it's just money. You're just getting taxed money. So, he he should go far over the, the over the tax in my opinion because he has money and that's not going to hurt the the long term you know quality of this team so so that's what I think I think uh, two thumbs up for me for both of these uh, moves I think they're really good um, I do think let's wait and see something else can happen soon with the starting pitching uh, but yeah so. I like it. I, I think they're they're good. They're nice little additions. These are the little additions that are not, um, you know, they're not very attractive additions. They're not, you know, the Mets re-signed Edwin Diaz. The Mets signed Justin Verlander. They're not going to get the big headlines. They're not going to get the big back page of the paper. Um, but these are the little tiny moves that help you win a championship. The, the little moves that no one remembers, that no one talks about. So I like it. I like it. We're not only focused on the A-tier market, focused on all of these markets and see what we can get out of it. Um, So yeah, great. I like it. Um, Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, And as always, 
Let's go Mets.